0: For me, it was kind of a, a first experience of working with government partners and kind of getting an inside look on the policy issues and problems they face. You
1: have a real client, you have real projects, you have guidance for a professional uh, advisor.
2: Just somewhere where we can apply the skills that we've learned in our methods courses, especially, and do something hands on with a real world client.
3: As the 2016 school year came to an end, some second year Harris MPP students weren't just preparing for finals and graduation. They were also boiling down months of hard fieldwork, getting ready to share findings that could make a tangible difference in areas like human services, criminal justice, health, and labor economics. It was the culmination of the first-ever Harris Policy Labs. Since January, small teams of Harris students have been diving headfirst into real-time policy questions, working with real nonprofits or government agencies on projects with real stakes. Today on the podcast, we hear from three students who participated in the first-ever policy labs. We find out what they got out of the experience and how it allowed them to make a difference.
1: I'm Álvaro Elolio. I'm a second-year student here at Harris. And what made you want to take this class? I thought it was a great opportunity to gain some experience, especially for international students. We don't have much working experience here in the U.S. And also for the younger students that haven't been much in the market.
3: Alvaro's team worked with the Illinois Department of Human Services.
1: So in this uh, human service innovation policy lab, they were trying to do something a little different from other policy labs. They wanted to do some big data analysis, some uh, geo analysis, that will try to help the people at the Department of Human Service and of the state of Illinois to understand better how to attract or how to target the population or what they call the clients. Mm-hmm. The policy lab was divided in two quarters. The first quarter, we made some uh, guidelines of how to use social media to connect with the uh, different citizens of Illinois, and we show them how to use uh, GIS. Like making maps. Making maps and making manuals of how to use social network, and new tools, and how to use the maps. Not because they're just pretty, like how to do analysis with the maps, that is the added value. And they, had they been doing this already? They only had uh, some maps, but it was only descriptive information. So they didn't have anything that could do some analysis, for example, the average distance from people in risk to a specific DHS office. So the idea was to improve their capabilities in terms of uh, spatial correlations or spatial analysis, and we introduced some some of the tools that could be useful. And of course they like it because they have no budget. Uh, free.
3: <laughs> what was the first step in, in getting started?
1: The first step, and always the hardest step, is to get all the information. And on this quarter, we get a little more like our hands into the data itself. So we had to process the data they share with us. Uh, we clean them, we georeference them. And after we have the, the clean and, and data, we start doing and try to ask ourselves what question could be interesting for uh, DHS to to know. For example, was the mean distance from a caseworker to the office was the mean distance between uh, people living at risk to the offices, or uh, where the cases of SNAP has increased the most in the last four years? So these are social
3: welfare programs. Yeah, and so then. Um, you presented your final product to them?
1: Yeah, actually, just last week we presented the project. They were really grateful about all the, the analysis we did, and we have been keeping in contact, so they have a specific question they can ask us. And we also gave them some uh, guidelines and manuals that I think we, they can be useful for specific questions.
3: And did you get any sense of what they want to do with this next?
1: Probably they want to answer a couple of questions, specifically... Uh, if they want to open an, uh, a new offices, one or two, they are thinking about it, they can track and see the demographics around the specific parts, and they can ask the question like, where I should put my office in somewhere that the poverty rate, the federal poverty rate, is pretty high, it has more single mothers, uh, some kind of a demographic or racial diversity that they were looking to target for. And for example, they realized that uh, most of their offices are on the south and west side, That's the traditional wisdom. But they could put one or two more rural areas that had a lot of cases. And all those cases were being derived to a a Skokie office that is overwhelmed with all the work they have right now.
3: You're graduating this month. What do you think you'll take away from this project to wherever you go next?
1: Well, actually, um, I'm starting my own company. And one of the things my company is doing is uh, GIS. So I have in my portfolio one of the maps I did of uh, getting the Human Development Index in the state of Illinois, and I had gotten really good responses. So not only this was useful for them, it was useful for me to learn this new uh, software, to learn how to work with real data and a real case, and show it as a great idea for a portfolio and that hopefully will get me some interesting job opportunities.
3: Rhodes group was one of four policy labs exploring four distinct policy areas.
0: My name is Laura Ravinder. My name is Annie Lee.
3: Annie and Laura were part of the Criminal Justice Lab. Their client was the Cook County Health and Hospital System. And alongside the Civic Consulting Alliance, they were asked to evaluate the costs and benefits of opening a new triage center.
2: For me, the content of the Criminal Justice stood out to me the most, especially as someone who in the previous quarter, had taken the crime policy class with Jens Ludwig. He like really got us excited for all the like great things happening to improve criminal justice in Chicago, and also just like the amount of work that still needs to be done and how every little bit really counts. And so I was excited to jump into this project and see what our client, the Cook County Health and Hospital Systems, had going on.
0: The Cook County Health and Hospital systems they want to open a community triage center because a lot of mental health clinics in Chicago have been closed due to budget reasons. So a lot of residents really don't have a place to go to get the behavioral mental health services that they need. And so they called us in to create an ROI analysis on opening this triage center and we're using a lot of data from the jail and the emergency departments to really help in the analysis.
2: CCHHS, they serve folks primarily through the public hospital Stroger and they also run the hospital in the Cook County Jail Cermak Hospital. And so they provide services for a lot of the underserved population in Chicago for which there is a high population of folks with behavioral and mental health Issues. And so they really saw a need for a more efficient system to treat
0: those folks. Ultimately, they want to use our report and our presentation to really get the buy in of their leadership and then, you know, ultimately county and city leadership. So being able to really put numbers down on paper to show policy leaders this is how much money we can save, especially when Chicago really needs um, to find those, you know, buckets of saving money, will really help that. Um, this was something that they really
2: wanted more information about and didn't really have the capacity to be spending hours researching, you know, what the literature said and what the data said. And so I think we just felt the bearing of that responsibility. But, you know, we had a really great faculty advisor who is a professional researcher at Chapin
0: Hall, um, and he's been a wonderful resource. First, we're looking at the Medicaid reimbursements that they'll receive from the government. We're also looking at cost savings to the jail, and we're looking at cost savings to the emergency departments. So those are kind of the three main buckets that we were trying to calculate through the data sets that we had.
3: And so along the way, what was your interaction with the clients like?
0: So one of the great
2: things about our client is that our main source of contact there, um, Laura Markin, is a Harris alum. And so she was really glad to be working with us and was in constant communication whenever we needed her. She was always available for emails and phone calls just to get you know gut checks on numbers and stuff like that. In the real world, when you get a data set, That's not the magic box. You don't just get the data set and get what you want out of it. It involves a lot of cleaning, a lot of filtering, a lot of getting rid of stuff that you don't need. And sometimes you do all of that and it doesn't give you what you wanted. And that could be that it doesn't give you what you expected to get, but also that it never included the information that
0: we were hoping
2: it would illuminate. And that happened to us several times. And I
0: think that just speaks to kind of like creative problem solving and also kind of like a a mixed methods approach because we did, you know, go back to the literature and find best practices. So even though we had all this quantitative data, it wasn't really... In the format that we needed and so we came up with some creative solutions and kind of used the literature and the qualitative data that we had to kind of inform our our final numbers so I think that main challenge was really a great lessons learned for the policy lab as a whole
3: and so the big reveal when you present your presentation what are you going to be sharing
0: we are definitely going to save the county money. We won't reveal the final numbers yet because we're still um, doing some crunching. But I think it's just going to make um, the county more efficient and, and also save money at the same time. So I think it's a win-win in that regard.
3: What do you think you'll take away to where you're going next from this project?
0: So
2: Laura and I will both be going into sort of social policy research jobs and I think definitely for me, I'll really take away how best to relate to a client. One of the big things from the beginning of this project to the end was going from these lofty goals, the clients had to really actionable steps that we could take to answer their questions that they had, And I think building that relationship and getting trust from Laura and from the rest of the folks at CCHHS was a really meaningful experience for me that I'll take into uh, my job where I'll also be primarily working with clients on uh, impact evaluation.
0: I think also working on a team, as corny as that is, but I think graduate school has really helped me understand team dynamics and kind of focus on different team members like strengths. You know, we're working on one small project in a short amount of time, um, but really dividing up the task and making sure that everyone is kind of has ownership over one element that they feel proud of and that they can speak to. Yeah, I
2: am pretty proud of our final deliverable and just that we're able to give our clients something that they can take to outside stakeholders and say, here's another additional piece of evidence to why this pilot center is not something we're just opening on a whim and seeing how it goes. We're really invested in solving long-term problems of Chicago.
1: The thing is this, uh, this project challenged me in, to use every knowledge I had. For example, I had to think about uh, in terms of how the data was collected, to use uh, some what variables were interesting to interact. For example, what was the relationship between crime and poverty and use a lot of what I learned in my econometric class but also a lot of what I learned on different languages. For example, in the databases uh, was cleaned using Stata. I used R to do specific regressions and to transform the addresses to points. I used GIS to actually put these points on the specific map and show it. So at the end, this was a, such a comprehensive class that I used almost everything I learned through Harris to create and and complete this product that we think was pretty useful for the client.
2: It's a very different classroom experience from what usually goes on at Harris. And I would definitely say you get as much back as you put in. They've done a really good job of letting us take the reins on how the project goes, what you know, what analysis we wanna do. You know, there's not a lot of hand holding. you know, we get guidance where we need it and when we ask for it. So I think for a first year entering into the um, policy lab, it's really important for them to remember that you know it's a really great chance to be independent in their work and contribute to something real.
3: The policy labs will be offered again next year with an expanded list of clients and projects and a mix of policy areas. To make sure you don't miss an episode of Radio Harris, you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. Just search for Radio Harris. Today's episode was produced by me, Jake Smith. Make sure to tune in next time for an exclusive interview with soon-to-be interim dean of Chicago Harris, Corbin Charles.